from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, YouTube star of the George Camel Show is my co-host today. It is book launch week for George. His new book, Breaking Free from Broke is on the shelves. It came out officially yesterday, The Ultimate Guide to More Money and Less Stress. And George goes through with great research showing the villains that are out there and the people that are trying to uh, keep you down. They're the man with the thumb on your neck. And you got the thumb off their neck. Absolutely. And it's been encouraging to see the feedback, Dave. Uh, One lady, this was a great message I got yesterday. I've been reading the ebook. We've been paying off the credit card in full monthly for years. But your chapter on how predatory the credit card companies are has changed that. We've switched to debit cards only. I felt like I needed a shower after reading the stats on who's paying interest and who's getting rewards. I don't want to be a part of that system anymore. Wow. That's what I was hoping for. A little social movement there. We are starting a movement where people are going, these companies are not my friend. And uh, their marketing is so slick. I mean, how many people brag about their credit card rewards and how much they love their sentimental security blankie? And so that's just one of the many traps I uncover and it's been great to see that kind of feedback. Yeah, you're getting rid- getting people to get rid of their little plastic plastic blankie. Yeah, and you've been doing it for years, Dave, getting them riled up with, with anger. I just do it with snark. We have different methodologies there. Snark is just passive-aggressive anger. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Open phones at 888-825-5225 as we talk to you. Micah is in Washington, D.C. Hey, hi, Micah. What's up? Hey, Dave. Hey, George. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Hey, so... A little bit about me. I'm uh, 24. I'm currently debt free. Um, I make $80,000 a year. I am currently maxing out my 401k and IRA. I want to buy a car that costs $30,000. However, I don't want to get rid of my current car. It would just be a, you know, a play car. It's it's a sports car. My question is, is I have 30,000 in cash that I'm prepared to pay for this car. Um, I'm not sure if it's better to put this in a different sort of investment portfolio or if it would be okay, you know, to, to splurge and buy this car. Oh, I see. I thought you were calling the car an investment. I, my face was turning inside out. Okay. Um, so what's the car? I'm a car guy. I love gears. So it's a Nissan 370Z. Oh, sweet. Nice car. Okay. And what your model? Uh, 2019. Okay. All right. Cool. And what's the car you're currently driving worth? Um, it's $13,000. Okay. All right. Um, what's your income trajectory? Uh, when would you be making 90? Uh, potentially maybe five years from now. Whoa. Uh, so I'm in, you're going to get a $10,000 raise over five years. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm projecting a, a promotion and then, um, how the military works when I move. Oh, and you're I get in the military. Okay. In my house. Correct. Okay. Now Correct. I understand. Okay. Yeah, that would be more reasonable in the military. Most people are going to make a lot yep. more in five years than a $10,000 raise. I'm just telling That's why I went. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing I love cars. Okay. I drove here today mm-hmm. in my Raptor. I, I, I love big engines. Uh, I like things that make noise. I'm redneck. I want a loud muffler. Um, all that, right? Uh, but the stupid things go down in value like a rock. That's where Chevy got that like a rock. Okay. They go down in value. 
and that includes that sweet Nissan you're talking about, and that includes my sweet Raptor, they go down in value. So if you're going to build wealth, you have to keep as small an amount in, as possible going into things that go down in value. So consequently, right. we find millionaires driving very conservative used cars until right. they until they've got you know substantial money. Um, and the one of the guidelines that George that we've developed here is to not have more than half your annual income tied up in things that have motors and wheels. So adding up all of your little toys with motors and wheels, uh, do, does it add up to more than half your annual income? Because if it does, you probably got too much in things going down in value while you're trying to build wealth. Does that make sense to you mathematically? Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, it'd be like $45,000 total. Yeah. And you uh, make 80 and so you're over half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, sweet car, sweet car. And you got the cash. If you do it, you can do it. I mean, you can afford it obviously, but the warning is that you're putting money in the wrong places. If you want to be wealthy. Got it. I mean, the way you know someone's going to stay middle class is when they have two very nice cars that are obvious five, six, seven hundred dollar payments sitting in front of a middle class house. Exactly, a hundred percent. Those people are going to stay middle class until they break right. that habit. It's just a, it's a huge right. indicator. Yeah, and the other thing to think about, Micah, is you got another set of insurance premiums to pay more maintenance from repair and so right now as you're in the military i don't know how much driving you're doing on these vehicles but i would it's consider those because it is a toy and so this is not going to crush you if you do it but we're just saying it may not be the time yeah I, I as much as i completely grasp what you're doing and i i and uh, uh, you know that's a great car I, I as the guy on the radio that tells you to do things to become wealthy i'm gonna tell you don't do it I'm going to tell you, wait till later when you've got more money and you're in a better financial position to do it. You've got the money to pay cash. If you do, it's not going to bankrupt you. That is not what we're saying. We're not being melodramatic. I just wanted, when I went broke, when I was younger, older, slightly older than you, I, I, I made the decision, I'm going to do things that cause me not to be broke anymore. And I'm going to identify what broke people do. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to identify what rich people do, and I am going to do that. And you know, what we discover, Tom Stanley found it first in 1992 when he did, did a book called Millionaire Next Door. We discovered it again when we did the largest study of millionaires ever done in North America. 10,167 of them we interviewed. We did not find fancy cars. It was Honda, Toyota, four-year-old used cars, nothing that's going to turn heads at the stoplight. Yeah, if they're millionaires. Now, if you're a billionaire, it's different. You can drive whatever you want to drive, right? But a billion is a thousand million. It's a different thing. Scales. Yeah. Little. Millionaires don't have that. They don't have jets. Millionaires don't have seven cars. Uh, millionaires don't, you know, that millionaires just have some money is all. And, and they have, generally speaking, conservative but reasonable lifestyles. And so we tell folks not to buy a brand new car until you have a net worth of, of a million dollars. If you do have a car, you should sell it if it violates those things. And or if you can't get it and all your consumer debt paid off within two years because of the stupid car. And so if you got like a $50,000 car, you make $60,000 a year, you need to sell Oof. it. And you need to, you know, get rid of this $1,100 payment. It just choking you I mean, to death. It loses 60% of the value in five years, these new cars. 
It's brutal. We went through a period of time on this show about a decade ago where the answer to every question was sell the car. Sell the car. It was the sell the car show. It was people would call up and we'd go, hey, how you doing? Sell the car. And that was it. And Amputate the next Tahoe. Caller. Next caller. Amputate the Tahoe. That's Just don't right. tell people to sell their horse, Dave. I learned that the oh, hard way. Oh, yeah. You got, you got, really, you got. The horse a different people kind don't of like vehicle. George. They got on George. The equestrian community. They're no fans the of mine. equestrian community. There we go. No, it was the horse people. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Will is in Atlanta. Hi, Will. How are you? Good. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, about two months ago, my grandmother passed away, and um, I received about a $1.1 million inheritance. Wow. I'm sorry for your loss. I- and thrilled Thank for your you. blessing. What a wonderful, what a wonderful thing she did. That's amazing. You're yeah, the only grandkid. No, I'm one of two grandkids. Each of um, you got one point one. Yes. Way to go, Granny. <laughs> wow. Um, but what my question today was, how how do I make? The, I'm 23 years old. Um, I was I was just calling to find out how do I make the absolute most of this. So this is a little bit intimidating to you. Yes. Good. Good. That's a good sign. That means you're wise. If you were having a woohoo, I hit the lottery moment, it would mean you're a child. And so Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're a little bit. That's a great. It should take your breath away a little bit. This kind of fear is the beginning of wisdom. So way to go. It's a good fear. I don't want you to be panicked or anxiety ridden or anything like that, but I do want you to be aware I just got behind the wheel of a car that is way more powerful than anything I've ever driven, and I need some driving lessons. That's what you're aware of. Good for you. So proud of you. Good, 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 good. Okay. Uh, First thing is keep that mindset. Second thing is never put money in something you don't understand, Mm -hmm. no matter who says to, including me. Anywhere you read or hear to put money in something and you can't tell somebody else how it works in detail, do not put money in it. Okay. Okay. Which means you might be going a little bit slow at first because this money might just be sitting in a bank account because that's, that's what you grasp right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the third thing is in the Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety money. People 
too many of them uh, have a little bit of arrogance in them and they want to tell you what to do. If you have a money person, an, a financial advisor, an insurance person, a real estate person, a, an estate planner that is telling you what to do instead of teaching you, fire them and get another one. You want someone with the heart of a teacher because it is not their job to manage the money. It's yours. Your grandmother didn't leave it to them. She left it to you. So it is your job to sit with a mutual fund broker with an advisor and learn and learn and learn and learn and learn. And, and you're doing that today. You called us cause I want to learn what to do, right? That's very uh-huh. good, but always look for someone with the heart of a teacher. You cannot alf- offload the nervousness of this responsibility by letting someone else make your decisions. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. So if you have to understand it and you have to have people helping you that have the heart of a teacher that helps you understand it. those two things work together and then you're going to mm-hmm. move slow. You just move at the speed of your comfort at the speed of peace. When in doubt, don't easy enough, right? That is very easy. Yeah. In other words, when it, your stomach's moving up towards your throat, you wonder if this would make your grandmother angry with you. Don't do it, which is your fourth thing. Each time you make a decision with this money, ask yourself, would this cause her sitting in heaven to smile and be proud of her grandson? Okay. And if the answer is no, don't do it because this lady had some, this lady had some sense. She left two million bucks to her two grandkids. Mm-hmm. So I think we can use her as a filter for our decision making, honoring her legacy, honoring her memory, causing her to smile in heaven as our filter, and that's going to help you also. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. So there's no magic formula on what to do with the money. I put mine in growth stock mutual funds, and I pay cash for real estate. And I live 100% mm-hmm. debt-free, and you probably already knew that. Yes, I do. And George does the exact same thing. Absolutely. And when you look at this money as a steward or a manager of it, it changes the filter. And an easy way to do this is filter it through the baby steps, number one, but also filter it through three buckets, giving, saving, and spending. So you should give some of this and be generous, just like your grandma was. You should spend some of it and enjoy it. And you should invest probably the biggest portion of this for the future. What do you make? Um, I currently make about 110000 a year. Okay. So you don't need any of this? No. Yeah. And so here's an interesting thing. If you put it in something like a mutual fund and it makes 10%, it'll double every seven years. So you're, you're, you mm-hmm. said you're 23? Yes, 23 years old. Yeah. So it'll be 2.2 at 30. At 37, it'll be 4.4. At 44, it'll be 8.8. It'll be $16 million when you're 50 if you just don't touch it and invest it and it makes 10 percent yeah mind-blowing i i i didn't get it like wired to my bank account it just got transferred into one of the financial institutions that she was associated with but currently it's split up about three hundred fifty thousand is in personal stock choices and cds and then seven hundred fifty thousand is in a managed stock account okay well, I, I don't play so, single stocks, so I probably wouldn't do that because yeah. there's more risk. But I want you to get in there and start figuring it out. 
And again, there's nothing mm-hmm. to panic about, but feeling the weight of this as a responsibility to manage is a proper philosophical, spiritual stance for you. If you mm-hmm. do that, it'll cause your decision-making to be different than just uh, some little kid who got some money and blows it all by the time he's 26. Yeah. Okay. Cause you're not, you're already more manly than that. I can tell. Mm, very wise. Yeah. I'm very well done. Man. So I, I, I assume, I don't know if he said it, but no debt emergency fund in place. That's a good spot to be investing and to buy a property with cash, a reasonable property, enjoy some of it. And then the rest I'd be investing either in more real estate if he's comfortable or just putting it in some good mutual funds. Just take your time. Just take your time. No rush. Yeah. yeah. Very, very calm. Well, good question, man. So put good people in your corner that have the heart of a teacher. They'll help you. If you want to know about the investing the way we do it and the way I personally do it and get someone with the heart of a teacher, click smartvestor at ramseysolutions.com. You'll find a smartvestor pro or two or three in your area that are people that have the heart of a teacher and know the way Ramsey does it. And they can walk you through that and teach you what you're doing. And, and, they're, they're going to move you out of those single stocks. I can tell you that mm-hmm. if once you understand you're going to move you out of those single stocks, Paul is in Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, Paul, welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, thanks for having me on. How are you better than I deserve? What's up? Um, I'm trying to, uh, I recently graduated from college. I've got about $20,000 student loan debt, um, and about 40,000 already invested, um, in my retirement account split between a Roth IRA and my company's 401k. What do you make? I'm trying to balance. What's that? What do you make? I make about $60,000 a year. Okay. You're trying to balance what? Trying to balance, uh, continuing to save for retirement and getting ahead on that. Um, I'm 24 years old and, um, just making sure that I also pay off the student loans. So I have a, um, Got about $10,000 set aside as an emergency fund, and I'm just trying to figure out what to do next, whether I should lump sum pay down my student loans or um, just keep saving for retirement since the interest rates are a little bit lower than what you expect to get out of the stock market. Well, Paul, I will talk to you like I, uh, as if I went back in time because I had more student loan debt than you and I made less than you. And so at 23, I was $40,000 in student loan debt. I wasn't making any progress. I was trying to play the same game you are, balancing this all. Here's what you got to do. Paradigm shift. Let's try a proven plan. That means we're going to take 9000 from this emergency fund, pay down the debt. That's going to leave you with eleven left. Making sixty, you're going to knock that out quick. Pause investing. You'll be back to investing probably in six months if you do it this way. Yeah. Investing don't, 15%. Don't balance debt and investing. Get the debt cleared and then go whole log on the investing. That's what George is saying, and he's right. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. 
George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Matthew is in Fort Worth. Hey, Matthew, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So my wife and I, we are uh, currently on Baby Step 2. And, uh, you know, being from Texas, our biggest debt is my truck besides our house. Um, but I'm kind of in a unique situation where my company pays me mileage, IRS mileage rate, and I do about 30,000 miles a year on the truck, which comes out to about $20,000 a year in income. And so it makes a truck payment, covers gas, insurance, and all that. I was just wondering, um, would it be possible to keep the truck, or would you recommend getting something downsizing and maybe pocketing some of that mileage money towards our other debt? Whatever you drive with those miles, you're destroying its value. Right? Yep, correct. So from a business perspective, if you were running a fleet, you would buy the least expensive vehicle that would get the job done, which would be less than you're driving. Um, Get the job done is reasonable comfort because you spend a lot of time in it and uh, reasonable reliability because you have to get there. But that's that's the definition to get the job done and certainly can do that for half of what you're driving. Uh, because okay. whatever you're driving, you're turning it into nothing in, in you know, three years, four years, you put 120,000 miles in this thing. Yeah, correct. And so now we've got a, you know, highly depreciated vehicle. What did your truck cost when you bought it? Uh, right at 40,000 is a 2023 Toyota Tacoma. Okay. Nice truck. Yeah. So and plus I interest. 30, I owe about 35 on it currently. Yeah. And it'll be worth about five by the time you're done with it. Okay. After putting on two hundred thousand miles on there, yeah, I mean you're you yeah, just I mean, you're a road warrior. You're whatever you drive. Yeah. If you want to keep the Tacoma and you've got the money and you make enough money to pay this off and all that kind of stuff, I'd put it in the driveway and I'd buy something else to drive. Okay, but because whatever you're driving, you need to just say out loud, "I'm destroying it." So we don't want to destroy a nice car. Yeah, just kind of like my my thought was by 120,000 miles, you know, the truck should be paid off using the the expense money. And then, you know, it's a Toyota, so I'm hoping to get, you know, 300,000. Get the expense money whether you lose your butt on the truck or not. Okay. Right? Yeah. You don't have to destroy a $40,000 truck to get the expense money. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't mind if you keep the thing. Assuming the other numbers add up and you can pay it off, you owe thirty five thousand. What's your household income? Uh, about one seventy five. Okay. How quickly can you pay it off if you just lean into it? Uh, well, we're we got about thirteen thousand credit card debt right now, and mm-hmm. then uh, about nine thousand on the wife's car, mm-hmm. and then thirty five on this. Mm-hmm. So you could be debt free in like a year, well over a year. Yes, that, that's the plan yeah. with the baby steps. Yeah. If if I'm you. I mean, that's a great truck. That's what Rachel's husband drives. He, he's got one. They're great. They're really good trucks. And yep. and you like it, obviously, because you're, you're fighting to keep it in the conversation. So, <laughs> but I, I don't, I really, you make $175,000 a year. You can drive, you can own a $35,000 Tundra. It's okay. But I would own okay. it and put it in the driveway. I personally wouldn't destroy it. I mean, I've got the okay. Raptor R, which is a super expensive truck, the 700 horsepower. I'm not yeah. putting those miles on that truck. 
Okay. I live eight miles from the office. It, I drive it to the office. That's the only place I drive it into the farm. That's it. Yeah. I'm not putting okay. a bunch of miles on this thing. It's too expensive a vehicle to destroy it with high mileage. And, okay. um, and it gets crummy gas mileage with the 700 horsepower, but, <laughs> but yeah, but the, it ain't uh, made for economy fuel. It That's is, all right. it is not an economy car. You can't fit it in the space and it doesn't qualify, but yeah, the yeah, same thing though. I mean, I can afford the ridiculousness of that and you can afford this. So I would say, keep it and get something else that you destroy the value of yeah you make 175 pay off this 57 in no time and uh get you a little and, commuter and, car and then get you a 10 15 000 truck and destroy it or whatever and that'll you, whatever you want to drive in you know? 12 months you can do all of this yeah yeah you can you're you're doing you're doing great so the, i just want you to look at the whole car thing different because you're systematically destroying the vehicle uh, in value anyway i mean you're not the, the stupid tundra will probably run 300 miles if you take care of it so you're not destroying it in that sense those are great, again, great truck, but, uh, but I, I, I just wouldn't do that to that car. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. And you guys that are road warriors out there and your company gives you a, uh, car allowance, the car allowance is not dependent upon you having a car payment. And the, in his case, the expense, you know, they're giving him mileage and stuff. You get that if you drive a $5,000 paid-for truck or $85,000 truck. You get the same exact mileage. But people like to justify the well, car no, they it's want. Like, it's okay because I got this. No, it, you get it anyway. You're going to get the money so anyway. So pocket that 500 bucks instead of sending it to a lender. Exactly. Why don't you keep it? That'd be a great idea. So way, good way to think about this stuff. Good question, sir. We appreciate you joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Adrian is in Detroit. Hi, Adrian. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Um, so I am 33, and my husband is 35, and we are still working on Baby Step 2, so we have $0 in retirement, and it, like, keeps me up at night. Um, I don't know if we're too far behind. You're 33. I know, but we still have 14000 in student loans. I was bankrupt at 28. You're not too far behind. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you're a little worried because it's going to motivate you to not be uh, a stupid American consumer, and you're going to get yeah. out of debt and save money. Uh, that's a good motivation for the fear, but I don't want you anxiety-ridden that, that this is not possible, hopeless that this is not possible. You should retire with several million dollars. What do y'all make? Okay. Um, we make 97 with our, like, salary full-time jobs, but then we also do side hustles. And you have, how much is student loan debt? Uh, well, we've paid off 158000 in uh, debt so far. We have 14000 left. Amazing. How long Way did that go. take? Uh, well, we've been on the Ramsey plan for a little less than two years. Why did you pay off 158 in two years. <laughs> Yeah, we sold our Tesla and yes, <laughs> sell the horse, sell the Tesla, whatever you got to do. That's impressive. Yeah. So you'll be out of yeah. this debt in a few months. It sounds like maybe six months. Yeah, that's our goal. Yeah, our goal is to be out of the debt, and well, hopefully the next three months we're really going to push it, and then we've got to save that three to six months. But okay, so months, if you're, if you're thirty-four our- years old and you save fifteen thousand dollars a year, fifteen percent of a hundred thousand, from thirty-four to sixty-five. I'm doing this in my head, but I think that's probably going to be close to $10 million. 
Okay. You're well, not. Too, you're not too yeah. late. You can go use if our I'm investment. Ha- if I'm half wrong, I think you'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank I, you. I do want you to continue to follow the Ramsey plan. Get your emergency fund in place and start saving baby step four fifteen percent. Right. Yeah. And jump on yeah, jump absolutely. on the website at Ramsey and at Ramsey Solutions and run the investment calculator and it'll show you what fifteen thousand will be. I did that in my head. I don't remember what it is, but it's it's but if you start with zero, well in excess of a million, it's probably between five and ten. Yeah, thirty years of working, fifteen thousand plus your income's gonna go up over time. So think about that. You're gonna be doing more than fifteen thousand a year over the course of time with compound growth over thirty years at you know 10 percent. i mean it's going to be you're not mind boggling you're not too late you're in good shape if you play through if you keep on the track yeah. that you're on okay which is to work the baby steps you're going to be a multi-millionaire okay okay thank you yeah you're, but go ahead and go ahead and do that math for yourself and it helps you so a good a good one to remember that's easy is age 25 to age 65 now she's going to be 35 where she starts but age 25 to age 65 a hundred dollars a month 1200 a year that's nothing hundred dollars a month from 25 to 65 in a good growth stock mutual funds one million one hundred seventy six thousand wow so you're a millionaire at return and that's some weak savings right and so you think about the average income 15 percent. oh my goodness yeah it's unbelievably weak yeah our Exponential. Our, you know if you follow our stuff we're saving fifteen thousand, not 1200 that changes you the know, numbers see, see how i did that that's how i did that this is the ramsey show George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. If you didn't know, we broadcast in Franklin, Tennessee, just a little bit south of Nashville, Tennessee. It's a wonderful Civil War era town, historic and beautiful and quaint and all that kind of stuff. We're a little bit south about an exit down and uh, folks come over to the Ramsey campus all the time. We've got a big lobby to welcome guests. It includes a uh, a whole timeline, the history of everything we've done here, uh, places to take pictures. And remember, the debt-free stage is out there. There's free coffee, free chocolate chip cookies. Um, And if it snows a quarter of an inch in Nashville, people think that it's 92 inches deep and we're ready for a ski slope or a blizzard. And they go in freak-out mode. So everything just shuts down like a hard frost shuts the town down, okay? And so we usually have 50 to 200 folks sitting out here watching the show. We do it live from 1 to 4 Central every day, Monday through Friday. And we always have folks dropping by for the free coffee cookies and to watch the show. Uh, And in the afternoons, we love having you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Because of the snow, we've got just a few folks out here, about 30 or 40 or so. And uh, Kat that runs the lobby just announced uh, to George that we're going to give all of you guys visiting George's brand new book. Breaking free from broke, just as a gift, just to say thanks for coming out in the snow, the frost, whatever this was, and uh, that's our gift yeah. to you. I said, "Can we do that?" She said, "Yeah, we, we can, can do, do whatever we want." We I was own like, the oh, place. It's amazing. Yeah, Let's do this. Well, we can do whatever we want. We're cat. She's in charge. That's right. So that's um, so fun. Also, the- also, we had the Navy recruiting team drop by. What uh, an honor they, to meet they, them. Big sponsors of our high school curriculum and a bunch of uh, high schools around America. Thank you to the Navy, and uh, thank you to you guys. We appreciate you. Appreciate everything you do. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, and it, a lot of students in America get the uh, high school curriculum because of you guys, and we appreciate you. 
and of course we appreciate your service so and if you visit uh good note dave that we actually go out in the lobby twice an hour and we'll greet people and sign books and say hey so that's how fun- we that's how we found out about all this a minute ago yeah we were all out you and i were out there at the break getting our book getting meeting people, people taking pics so it's a stuff. it's a real fun way to make it part of your nashville trip it's um it's 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 not as cool as Disney when the Mickey characters come out, but it's similar. It, yeah. Well, some people are so excited that I'm like, you need to get out more. Like, this is too Pluto fun Pluto and you. Goofy just went out. Exactly. I'm not saying who's who. Okay. Mm. But, uh, all right. The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services, from repairs and maintenance to home improvement projects. Winter brings some challenges for homeowners. You need to check out Neighborly's helpful winter checklist which you can download for free. Check it out at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. Today's question comes from Connor in Oklahoma. We have approximately $200,000 in business debt, the majority being $150,000 small business SBA loan that we personally guaranteed. The business failed about five months ago, oh God. and we have left the business to get regular jobs now. The debt still lingers, and we're considering filing Chapter 13 bankruptcy soon, but wondered if there was a better way since this debt is not from frivolous spending. My wife and I don't overspend in our personal lives, but this business debt is in our name and destroying our credit, our mental state, and our blood pressure. Oof. Okay. To start with, Chapter 13 is a payment plan. Dude, you're already on a payment plan. You you know, you SBA loan gets paid in full in Chapter 13. So you got 60 months, and you're going to pay it off over five years in Chapter 13. So filing Chapter 13 is useless. You know, if you're already paying payments and you can work your way through payments, then Chapter 13, Chapter 7 would clear the loan, Uh, except for the fact they probably took a lien on your house, and they're probably going to take your house if you do that. And so um, I think you continue to work it outside of bankruptcy. Chapter 13 is of no benefit to you except maybe maybe getting the payment lower, but you're not going to get out of the debt in a Chapter 13. And you're not going to get out of the debt if they have a lien on your house. And most of the time, the SBA will take a lien on your house in these situations. So if they've got a second on your house and there's big equity in your house, uh, they're going to take the house. Uh, in a, you know, you're either going to pay them or they're going to take the house. A hundred cents on the dollar, you know, unless, unless you negotiate with them. But, but bankruptcy does not make the SBA lien on your house go away. They, if, you have, if it's there, he didn't say, but that's a typical process for the small business administration that's why i hate sba loans i hate them because of this exact situation right here so um i i i instead would pretend like you have a two hundred thousand dollar student loan which is also not bankruptable by the way and um I, I would just roll up my sleeves and go bananas and take six jobs and get your income up, you know, spending and, down, and get it, get it paid down. Because if you can throw 50 K at it a year, basic math says we can pay this off in four years. Yeah. If you can pay a hundred a year, you're done with this in two years. And we, so we don't have your income from this email, but, um, it's not, it's not overspending, but it was a really dumb idea to open a business with a loan. That's why we tell people don't do that. Um, ouch. I'm so sorry, man. It takes your breath away when this happens. Number one, you got the failure of the business hanging around your neck, and then you've got this reminder every month that we failed when we may have to make these huge payments. So a um, couple of things. Number one, I would consider rolling up your sleeves and uh, working six jobs and just paying it down like anybody else with it. great gazelle intensity. That's going to be the best way. Number two, 
if you have enough equity in your home to clear the loan, you may want to sell the house and be out of it, be done with it and go, go rent and start fresh from there. Um, because you're going to lose the house if you file a chapter seven bankruptcy. And if you file a 13, you're paying payments again, it's of no benefit. You can pay payments, pay payments. So, oh man, it's awful. Sorry. You're facing that. Yeah. The success of businesses largely relies on, you know, this cash flow. And when you have $200,000 in debt to start and with the high failure rate of some of these small businesses, it just makes the problem worse. Yeah. I'm a, we're huge proponents of small business entree leadership. We work with about 10,000 of them. And uh, I do the entree leadership podcast once a week, um, talking to small business people every week. And, uh, we love doing our entree leadership events, uh, and every single time we tell you to stay away from loans, particularly it's, it's an oxymoron that you say the small business administration screws more small businesses than anybody else. I mean, isn't that weird? I mean, it's just, it's just weird. It sets you up for failure. Number one cause of small business failure, cash flow problems. What are cause cash flow problems? Don't pay your taxes on time and have a big SBA loan. This causes cash flow problems every time. All right. Jared is with us in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Jared. How are you? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, so I've been living paycheck to paycheck lately and, uh, just want to know if you guys have any advice for me. I'm, I'm starting on baby step number one right now and just trying to work my way up to being debt free. Do we ever, my friend? Well, one thing you can check out, it's totally free. We just did a live stream called Break the Cycle, where we help people break that paycheck to paycheck cycle at RamseySolutions.com slash break the cycle. But the key here is to get on a budget and start looking at what is going on with my money. Because you make money, right? How much do you make? Uh, right now, I'm making 65000 a year, but as of the 1st of February, I'll be making seventy two. Wonderful. And how much debt do you have? Uh, around $80,000 in debt. Okay. So now this becomes a math problem. We have eighty thousand in debt. We make seventy-five. How do we pay this off aggressively? We recommend budgeting plus the debt snowball, and that's going to help you aggressively pay down this debt, smallest to largest balance. And we start with a thousand bucks in the bank. Do you have a thousand in the bank? I do not. I'm working on getting that right now, but Great. just with my bills and rent and everything, and I'm a very frivolous spender to be honest with you guys. Yeah, yeah. That's what's. So your first step is to get organized and get on a written budget a detailed plan pretend like you were managing this money for someone else you had 70 coming in and you need to clean up an 80 mess right okay and if you if i hired you to do that for someone else you could do it but the problem is the party in on the weekends the problem is the impulse spending uh the problem is you're just you know you're out of control and it's showing up in your money and you're you said that i didn't right yes (laughs) okay so we know what the solution is it's the guy in your mirror he's the solution to this issue so uh jump online at uh and and watch that break the cycle get the uh, every dollar app and uh start using it it's free to start and jump in there start using it and start to put together your budget and make the money that you have behave instead of wondering where it went this is the ramsey show